Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This is the broadcast for September the 25th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. This is the broadcast for the 21st. Yeah, September 21st in the year of our Lord, 2021. Man, we got so much going on. It's just beyond imagination. Last night, incredible event at Liberty Hall. People coming in from all over the country, by the way. Well over 100 uh I don't know, I'm guessing 125 in attendance uh, in the hall that holds, you know, maybe up to uh, 200 at most. But it's a Monday night, and it's a dark night, and, you know, but people came. We also had a live feed as well, so people were across the country watching the live video feed. Uh, it's archived for posterity's sake and a whole lot more. Just a tremendous event. We had several Loving Liberty ladies speak, including Sheriff Richard Mack's daughter, Lucy uh, Mack Hardy. Uh, doing a great job telling her story as a teenager, going with her dad on TV shows and to the Supreme Court and everything else. Just tremendous uh, stuff. Dr. Scott Bradley had the chance to speak. An incredible breakdown of the basics of liberty and separations of powers and the proper role of government and where authority comes from and all that. Just a great breakdown. I had the chance to say a couple of things as well. Uh, and I primarily focused on, you know what, you got to be in the right place at the right time. I talked about stories of miracles, and then I talked about the next 25 years for Liberty Roundtable Live. Primarily, a clarion call for civility is what we'll be focusing on. So we broke that all down just for you last night. It was an incredible event, a celebration of uh, really my Liberty Roundtable Live radio show. We've been celebrating it all weekend long. Constitution Week was a perfect week to celebrate Constitution Day, which was last Friday. We had an event Friday night, a private event. Saturday, we had a private event as well, families in the park, etc. And then last night was a public event. They created a cake for me, says legend since 1996. I don't know if I'm a legend, but I'm certainly grateful for the kind words, the, the gentle, kind. I'm just so grateful for those who surround me and who uh, support me and who are involved in this radio show and all that they do, man. Uh, talking about legends, they are the people that really make this happen. Uh, you know, some people were talking about, you know, hey, Sam's been in radio. He's got this talent and that talent. And all I can say is the best talent I have is I'm good at networking. I'm good at surrounding myself with just incredible people. Uh, and then, you know what, all the other things they're really responsible for, I'm just good at making friends and telling people I love them and showing gratitude and appreciation. And, and people respond to that, and they do so much tremendous work. Anyway, I digress, except to say that what an incredible Constitution week it is. And I mentioned in my t um, my comments last night uh, that, you know what, <laughs> you got Constitution Day, and no one really even knows about it, right? 
Why is that when you've got gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender month? You got Black History Month. You got all these celebrations that seem to last forever for these people, for things that we would really disagree with, right? But then you've got one day for us and no one even knows what it is. What's up with that? So I said, I want to start to celebrate Constitution Year. And it starts on Constitution Day, September the 17th. And then it just runs all year. And then what it does is it starts over again next year, see? And that way, 24-7, we're celebrating the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. I also find it fascinating how a lot of people are down on the Constitution. And I submit they're down what they're not up on is part of the problem. But the truth of the matter is, with regards to the Constitution, you know, most people just don't understand it. They think it's complicated. They think it's for scholars or whatever. You got to understand the Constitution is fairly easy, folks. All it does is provide limits on the federal government. Federal government, listen, God gave us rights and we the people have the rights. And we can abolish government if you get out of control. So pay attention. Pay attention closely. And really then the idea is we'll delegate certain authority to you, certain powers. And that's all you have is what we delegate to you. So we said to the federal government, we'll delegate your power. We don't even trust you completely. So we're going to divide it into three branches. Separation of powers. We're going to give each branch a little bit of power, a little bit of authority, a little bit of responsibility. And any time the federal government acts outside of the scope of that, they're violating the law. And so that's what we talked about in great detail. And that's kind of really important to understand. Um, you know, the, the federal government, we always say that. The national government, whatever, we say those terms interchangeably. Really, we don't have a federal or a national government. We have a constitutional series of 50 republics, the United States. And we created a general government to carry out some general responsibilities relating primarily to uh, to things that relate across all republics and to things relate foreign. And all the internal affairs are really dealt with by the state constitutions and by the 50 different constitutional republics. We don't have a democratic republic, ladies and gentlemen. We have a constitutional republic absolutely different from a democracy. Anyway, I digress, but some of that's really important to understand on Constitution Week. All right, so that's what happened last night. That's what happened last weekend. It's just been a tremendous series of events. I'll tell you that right now. Um, I also want to mention yesterday's broadcast. Of course, we had Lil Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org, RonPaulInstitute.org on with us. And we talked about press and police far outnumber protesters at Peaceful Justice for J6 Rally. The government, the mainstream press made a big deal out of this. It was supposed to be Insurrection 2.0. It was a dud. There was only like 100 people there. There was no violence really at all. I mean, it was just wow. And the government just rolled out planes overhead and got all crazy. And uh, it just goes to show you that their narrative is just a lie. We didn't take over the Capitol on January 6th. A few goofy people did some stupid things. That's what happened. And uh, this last weekend, nothing happened. There was more people at my event <laughs> than at the, the J6 rally, folks, big time. And we were all peaceful, too. That no one will resign for killing Kabul children shows the American empire's true face. No doubt about that. Look, they killed a bunch of people uh, in a drone strike. They lied about it, got caught lying. Even CNN told the truth. And now the government's got egg all over its face. Why are we even there in the first place? Why are we committing drone strikes, violating the sovereignty of other nations? The blowback will come, folks. I pray it doesn't, but I predict it will. That's what happens. All right, Ron Paul says 20 years on, 
We've learned nothing from 9-11. He's right. Spot on as could be. Why are we in all these unconstitutional wars blaming the wrong um, perpetrators? I mean, the list just goes on. It's just insane. We talked about the CDC moves the goalposts once again. That's what they always do. They change the name or the definition of a vaccination. Used to be talking about immunity. Now all it talks about is protection. Vaccine mandate impact on the military is going to be tremendous. More and more folks are just walking away. 125 staff members part ways with Indiana's biggest hospital after refusing vaccines. Epic times. Yeah, you've even got hospital now that's a big hospital saying we cannot deliver babies anymore because we don't have the staff. Yeah, because you're firing all the people who don't want to take vaccinations. Okay, we don't want your vaccinations. We don't want your bioweapon. Okay, we don't want that shot into our veins. Yeah. Lowell Nelson wrote a letter to our attorney general here in the state of Utah. His name is Sean Reyes, basically saying, listen to me. You have every obligation, every duty to nullify Joe Biden's whacked out tyrannical edict. Get it done. We also talked about what we expect from GOP governors and legislators in this crisis. Well, we got good news at the end of the hour as well. Federal judge blocks New York State's health care worker mandate. It's a vaccination mandate. It got rejected. So Joe's on very precarious ground. But it really relates to all of us standing up and jettisoning his narrative and saying, you know what, we're not doing that. That's not happening in our area, in our state, in our county, in our jurisdiction. And by the way, next hour on Brighty on TV, I'll try to simulcast it. Um, anyway, we're working on how the best way to get that done will be, right? But anyway, um, we're going to be having a sheriff on. His name is Jesse Watts uh, from Nevada, and he'll be basically telling you about a letter he wrote. He's just simply saying we're not doing this abuse in our county. We're not doing it. And I say good for Sheriff Jesse Watts. All right, in the second hour, we had Dr. Scott Bradley with us to preserve the nation's lifelong goal and collegiate series to match. To learn more, freedomsrisingsun.com. You can check out his collegiate series, To Preserve the Nation. You can also check out his weekly webinars and a whole lot more from his website, freedomsrisingsun.com. And we talked about, quote, shocker. Young Americans are now signing a petition to kill the U.S. Constitution. I kid you not. There are a lot of outdated things in there, these students say. They're from New Florida. I guess at University of Florida down there, and they're, they're just goofy. They don't understand the supreme law of the land at all. They're ready to get rid of it. Not understanding what a blessing the supreme law of the land is with its checks and balances and limiting of powers, etc. Wow. They just think a bunch of old farmer, ignorant white men wrote it, racist white men, so jettison it. They don't understand at all. They've never been taught the truth, ladies and gentlemen. How sad is that? We talked about former FDA chief admits six-foot social distancing, not based on clear science. Yeah, his name is Dr. Scott Lieb. Uh, He says basically, look, the six-foot rule is arbitrary. It's bogus. It's right as rain about that. At least somebody's telling the truth. Dr. Dr. Scott doing a great job. Scott Gottlieb doing a great job on Face the Nation saying that. Hey, it's just arbitrary. It's bogus. I'll prove it to you in seconds on your radio. This is Liberty Roundtable Live.
As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way. But actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. All right, we're breaking down yesterday's show just a little bit more for you, ladies and gentlemen. We talked about former FDA chief. Six-foot social distancing not based on clear science. Scott Gottlieb on Face the Nation broke it down. He says the CDC six-foot rule was arbitrary. So when they tell you they're following the science, ladies and gentlemen, they're lying to you. What happened is Dr. Scott Gottlieb explained that they proposed in the beginning 10 feet. And then they're like, no, nobody will ever be able to live or deal with that. Literally, though, it was six feet. But now Anthony Fauci back in March said the CDC was analyzing data to see if the agency would shorten the social distancing guidelines from six feet to three feet. Well, I guess they got that done. So updated CDC guidance back in March says that Three feet of physical distancing is safe in schools. I wonder if it's safe anywhere else or just in schools, right? I mock them. But what I'm getting at is, so six feet was arbitrary. Otherwise, how could new studies justify three feet? See? And uh, so the problem is we're just being lied to. They claim they're following the science, but they're not. The Biden administration wanted booster shots. The science rejected that narrative. The science literally was against Joe Biden on this, right? I mean, basically, Joe said, hey, you know what? We're going to have booster shots. The booster shots are imminent. But it turned out that didn't work out very well. Because all the experts just said, hey, wait a minute. Hold on. We don't have the data. 
we're not ready to go that fast. And then when they came out with the data, it jettisoned what Joe Biden said. So you got to really kind of think about that for a minute and go, was Joe Biden really promoting the science or promoting an agenda? And I'm convinced he was promoting an agenda because when the science came out, they reversed course. How does that happen if you're following the science? Answer, (laughs) it doesn't. Okay, bottom line is Joe Biden lied. Joe Biden didn't follow the science. Joe Biden had an agenda. That's all. Right? That's all Joe Biden lied. And his lies are being really exposed. Right? I mean, that's the truth. Fauci was on the same page with Joe Biden. Right? Yeah, Fauci was basically on the same page with Joe Biden. Now, COVID-19, quote, can we tackle the root cause of inflammation? That's one of the real questions that should be asked about this. Bill Bill Maher blasted liberal media for scaring the blankety-blank SH out of people and making them afraid to go out of the house during the pandemic. Now, I don't really usually agree with Bill on a lot of stuff, but I will say this. In this case, he's right. They have been putting the panic to people for 18 months straight. It's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. Now, I don't understand, but Horowitz brings out this reality check as well. Listen carefully. Now that vaccine... Now that vaccinated people need a monoclonal treatments, Biden and the media are now attacking the treatment. See, any treatment that really can do good for somebody, the government's against. Why? What agenda do they have? Why does the government want to down every solution we have? All right. I don't understand it. I just don't get it. But that just goes, in my opinion, to show. The government doesn't have an agenda to protect you and I. The government has an agenda. And that is to promote the violation of your rights, all right? Where do we go from here, you ask? Well, I think that you and I just keep steadily telling the truth. That's what I think we do. I think we just keep working at it, keep telling the truth, and I think over time, the truth will come out. I think the truth is more and more evidence will literally, um, what do you want to say, vindicate us? 
prove us right once again? FDA panel votes against booster shots. All right. They reject booster for everyone, recommends the booster shots for people 65 and older. How does that make you feel to know that Joe Biden was literally pushing for these vaccines? Literally pushing for this. And then the truth is that the FDA panel votes against it and says, "Uh uh-uh, we don't think it's necessary. Now, who's following the science? Joe? Right? I mean, this is serious, folks. FDA panel votes against Pfizer's COVID booster for everyone. That's an important headline. Right? Okay, advisory committee rejects extra jab for most Americans. That's an important headline too, isn't it? Think about it. Now, Fauci, the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, he was all for the vaccination, the third jab. The panel said there's insufficient data to judge the risks to the younger groups. And there's a possible likelihood of heart inflammation, et cetera, et cetera. Think about it. The panel just says no. Doesn't make any sense. And I agree. But why were we such on a bender to say we're going to have the vaccines in the first place? I mean, why don't we just wait for the science and then decide then? Answer, they have an agenda. You know they have an agenda. Right? All right. Anyway, I digress. But I wanted to spend some significant time on that because, man, when hospitals in New York will stop delivering babies because staff quit over the vaccine mandate and they don't have the staff, then they run around and tell you that we can't have everybody go to the hospitals. Then they make oxygen, a controlled substance. Horowitz says now that vaccinated people need the monoclonal treatments. Biden and the admin or um, and the media attack the treatments. Why would Biden admin and the media attack the treatments? That's the treatment that Donald took and got well so quickly. Now the FDA panel votes against COVID booster for everyone. Rejects extra jab for most Americans, right? How come? That's really telling, isn't it? All right. Anyway, I digress. I know I've spent too much time on it, but I wanted to spend this time on this because I just, the more we go along, the more we find out there's an agenda and there's literally fraud going on. Literally, you've got more and more doctors standing up going, I'm not going along with this. You got more and more medical professionals, frontline people going, I don't want the jab. You got more and more people everywhere going, you know what? We're not doing it. We're quitting. We're leaving. We're leaving our jobs. You're just not doing this to me, etc. You got lawsuits everywhere. Not that I think that's the right remedy either, but all I'm telling you is the pushback has begun. And it better be you and I in the middle of that peaceful pushback. 
All right. We just need to say no. We need to write letters to our attorney generals, write letters to our governors. We need to push back and tell them to nullify now. We need to jettison the masks everywhere. We need to jettison the vaccines everywhere. They said leak their breakthrough um, cases were very rare. Now they say, well, they're not that rare, but, you know, you get a vaccine, it doesn't stop the spread. And you get a vaccine, it doesn't really stop you from getting COVID. It's just not as bad. But then they lie and change the definition from, well, you used to have immunity with vaccines. Now you just have, what is it, protection? Well, yeah, protection unless you don't, right? Because they don't even know what protection means. Liberty Roundtable Live. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Pfizer said Monday its COVID-19 vaccine works for children ages 5 to 11 and that it will seek U.S. authorization for this age group soon. The vaccine is made by Pfizer and its German partner, BioNTech. Since day one of the pandemic in the United States, less than 450 children ages 0 to 17 have died from coronavirus. A civil lawsuit filed Monday against a Texas doctor who revealed that he helped perform an abortion on a woman more than six weeks pregnant. That's in violation of the new heartbeat law, an attempt to save voiceless children's lives from death. Alan Braid said he carried out the abortion on September 6 on a woman who was still in her first trimester but was beyond the six-week limit. He claims it was because of his duty to care to the patient. Braid's case could test the constitutionality of the new Texas law, which took effect September 1st. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's Liberal Party has won a minority government after a close election battle Monday. USA Radio News. Are you on Medicare or soon to go on? Some important news from Newsmax. The Medicare Board of Trustees just released a report saying it will run out of money in 2026. It's happening sooner than imagined. All this week, Grant Stinchfield reveals the shocking story of Medicare abuse. He talks to the insiders tells you what happened, and shows you how you can protect your insurance. Watch Stinchfield's Medicare Abuse Series on Newsmax at 8 p.m. Eastern. Newsmax is America's fastest-growing cable news channel. It's on every major cable system. Just check your cable guide. If your cable system doesn't carry Newsmax, call your operator or switch to a service that does. Get Newsmax on most streaming services or download the free Newsmax app on your smartphone. It takes just seconds. Newsmax covers the big stories you need to know. Medicare is in real trouble. Get the facts about your insurance. Watch Stinchfield on Newsmax tonight. Let's dig a little deeper on the COVID vaccines for children. Dan Naraki reports. Drug maker Pfizer says the initial data from its COVID vaccine trial on children aged 5 to 11 showed promising results. The company said in a Monday press release that the results of the early trial showed that the vaccine was safe and effective for children. Pfizer says they will ask the FDA for emergency use approval once that trial is complete. Former FDA Commissioner Dr. Mark McClellan tells CNBC that it's likely that the agency will be able to move quickly with their decision. It is going to be a thorough process at the FDA. They look at all the actual data, replicate the studies that are reported, but those findings are very promising, uh, especially around the ability of a very small dose lead to a very strong immune um, reaction. And that's another reason why we give a lot of vaccines to younger kids, uh, very resilient uh, immune systems. So it's good that that's panning out and uh, action by the FDA in a month seems very feasible. We are USA Radio News. 
back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Butchman, hard-hitting talk at your fingertips as always. So I got kind of a cool story for you now. Check this out. CEO Dan Price took a pay cut, gave all of his employees minimum wage of $70,000. Everyone got a paycheck of at least 70000 His company is thriving six years later. Now, in the beginning when he did this, everybody said, oh, man, you're going to just drive your company into bankruptcy. And Dan forged ahead believing that, you know what? The more we pay people properly, the more we give people dignity, the more we pay people good wages, the better off it will be for everybody. Uh, and, and he did this. And it's just tremendous. I'm going to play the soundbite uh, of the story, then come back and talk about it. This is just tremendous news in my opinion. This morning, we have an update on the story of a CEO who made a stunning announcement on employee pay. This was more than six years ago when we first told you about it. 2015, Dan Price is his name. He raised the salary of everyone at his Seattle credit card processing company to at least $70,000 a year, at least. Price's decision was met with predictions of bankruptcy from his worst critics, but we're here to tell you now that has not happened. Instead, the company is actually thriving. And as Carter Evans shows us, the higher pay has helped employees buy homes and start families. <laughs> New parents and co-workers Carrie Chen and Alex Franklin can't wait to introduce their son to colleagues at work, a company they say made it possible for them to begin a family in the first place. And you weren't the only ones that had a baby, huh? No, no. everybody had a baby. <laughs> so it's a baby boom here. Why do you think that's happening? We can afford it. They both work at Gravity Payments in Seattle, a credit card processing company with a CEO who six years ago did something that shocked everyone. And we're gonna have a minimum $70,000 pay rate for everyone that works here. You had people making $35,000 a year, but you told them you were going to double their salary. Yeah. And then you actually had to do it. Right. How did you pull it off? Well, it's tricky. You know, I, I took the million-dollar pay cut. That's right, a million-dollar pay cut. Dan Price was simultaneously hailed as a hero and eviscerated as an enemy of capitalism. Lunatic of all lunatics, Dan Price. Personally, I think he's a socialist. I hope this company is a case study in MBA programs because it's going to fail. But that didn't happen. So, so you've almost it. doubled the number of employees yeah. and you've tripled business. Yeah. And you're still paying a minimum of $70,000 a year. Correct. How much do you make? Uh, I make $70,000 a year. To pay his own bills, Price downsized his own life, sold a second home he owned, and tapped into his own savings. I think it was a big risk. Yeah. Andrew Haffenbrack teaches at the University of Washington's Foster School of Business. It does go against what people expect and what we usually see in terms of corporations and companies. These days, average CEO compensation is 320 times more than the salaries of their typical workers. This shows that isn't the only way for a company to be successful and profitable. Do you pay what you can get away with, or do you pay what you think is ideal or reasonable or fair? Why aren't more companies doing this? I would say that's the failure of this. You know, I feel like I've been shouting from the rooftop, like, this works, this works, everybody should do it. And zero big companies are following suit because the system values 
having the highest return with the lowest risk and the lowest amount of work. <laughs> but Price thinks Gravity's returns are up in large part because bigger paychecks have led to fiercely loyal employees. Our turnover rate was cut in half. So when you have employees staying twice as long, their knowledge of how to help our customers skyrocketed over time. And that's really what paid for the raise more so than my pay cut. Meeting them where they are. The company did take a hit during the pandemic, losing 55% of its business in March 2020. At one point, Price figured Gravity was only four months away from failing. But it bounced back after its employees voluntarily took a temporary pay cut. We reduced yeah. our salary to forty thousand dollars. Yeah, I think we took uh, each about somewhere around sixty percent. Are you back up to normal now? Not only back to normal, Gravity repaid us all of the pay cut that we had voluntarily given up. Are we gonna get a little uh, playpen in here for you? Price says Baby Thomas is one of 60 new additions to the company family over the past six years. He also claims the number of employees buying homes has gone up tenfold. We are right on track for the American dream. You know, we have a beautiful baby boy, a wonderful home, a beautiful life. We're not only um, just living, we're able to thrive. And they're able to say thank you to the man who made it possible. He has his dream car. We're like, hey, let's like, if we all chip in just a little bit, we can make it happen. And we did. <laughs> oh my God! My employees had done way more for me than I could ever do for them. So the fact that they wanted to get me such a, such an unreal, amazing gift, it's, it's pretty special. I don't know if I can put it into words. You could have afforded that with your old salary. Yeah, that's true. I'm way happier now than I was before. Oh, this feels good. At Gravity Payments, it seems like there's a lot of that going around. For CBS Mornings, I'm Carter Evans in Seattle. <laughs> that was a beautiful story on so many levels. Gorgeous. First Dan does that, then the employees do that, and then they get Dan a tussle he's always wanted. Bravo. I loved done. all of it. Hey, Thank you, Carter. Well done, Dan. Well done, Dan. All right, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. What an example. Uh, for Dan. And what I find fascinating about this, I commend CEO Dan Price. He took a million-dollar pay cut. Now, here's what's interesting. Rush Limbaugh gets on there and says, that's going to fail. Uh, this should be an economic example of NBA failure. Uh, but you know what? <laughs> I, and then they're all running around going, I think he's a socialist. And Okay, this guy voluntarily did this. He's not a socialist. Socialism and communism is all by force, ladies and gentlemen. When you voluntarily, willingly give up your salary to say, listen, I want to share the profits of my venture with others, others who help make it happen, who put their blood, sweat, and tears into it too, I mean, that is something that is really, really, really tremendous, okay? That is something that's like, wow, right? And, and so I bring this up because we covered this right when Dan did this six years ago, and we've covered little blips in between. But I'm telling you, I think it's a hero, a hero's story. And I commend Dan Price. I don't think he's a socialist. I think this is all voluntary. He did it out of the good kindness of his heart. And you see the loyalty of his employees as a result. He says, my turnover's cut in half. My employees are happy. People are buying homes. This is good for everyone. And he even says he's happier. It's not like the guy's broke. He makes 70 grand a year himself. Uh, his employees buy him a Tesla. 
And you look at that and you go, you know what? What an example. Now, I'm not saying every company has to do that. I mean, he could have given up his 500, you know, he could have reduced himself to, instead of giving up a million dollars, just basically, um, you know, taking some pay cut of half that, still making 500 grand a year and only increase the employee's salary to 50 grand. You don't have to go all the way. And so, you know, he says, it's not a failure. My business has tripled. This is tremendous. Um, but the, the employees, even in tough times, took a pay cut because they're all in it as a team. Loyalty breeds loyalty, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget that. But, you know, Rush Limbaugh and all these goofy, quote, top-level executives, they don't like these grand experiments of four-hour work, or I'm sorry, of four-day work weeks uh, or of flexible schedules or working from home or, uh, you know, doing well for your employees. Uh, the big executives, they don't believe in any of that. And the average executive salary, what they say, 300-plus times more than the average employee? I mean, it's crazy. And then, you know, we try to even the equity out a little bit, and they say, oh, you're a socialist. Not when it's done by volunteerism or by choice, by agency, by freedom. It's not. Anyway, I commend this guy, and I think the example of his business is, is heroic and tremendous. And I really think other executives and other businesses ought to take heed, pay attention. Um, because we're not even asking you to take a million-dollar pay cut and live on seventy grand like Dan's done. We're just telling you that, you know what, you don't need 350-plus times what your employees get. Maybe you can make 100 times what your employees get, but all that extra money can go to making people's lives better. Right? It's about the family, okay? And when families do well, I mean, they're saying, hey, we're having children. We're just happy. We can afford it. We're progressing. We're doing well. We're able to have a little bit in our savings. I mean, that stuff is just impressive. It's just impressive to me. And what a great example. Anyway, CEO Dan Price, they mocked him. They ridiculed him. They basically acted like he was a buffoon, that he was clueless, that he didn't understand economics. They attacked him as being a socialist. I mean, how dare they? Anyway, I'm glad the company's thriving six years later. I'm glad that his employees are so loyal. I'm glad that he took a pay cut and he's now actually happier. I'm grateful for that. And I say, what a leader. I'm just telling you, what a leader. And we need more of that. And it's not socialism when it's all done by your own free will and choice, okay? Don't believe that lie. Socialism is when the government redistributes the wealth, okay? When it's done by force. When it's forced charity, which isn't charity at all, right? All right, quick pause. I'm Sam Bushman. This is indeed Liberty Roundtable Live. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's gonna do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans, who are they? Democrats, who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches.
in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Dan Price, ladies and gentlemen, in my humble opinion, an American hero, not because he's done this, but because he didn't have to do this. See, I want to be very clear. That's where agency and volunteerism and comes in. It's not a forced plan of any kind. He didn't have to do this. You know, now what gave him this idea? What gave him the guts to go against conventional wisdom and everything else? I'd love to discuss with him in more detail. But all I'm telling you is great for Dan Price taking a pay cut. A one million pay cut, folks. It's tremendous. All right. We got sad reality check on the border. A video now from Fox News, I guess sent out to Twitter. A video shows approximately 15,000 undocumented, mostly Haitian illegals, they call them migrants, camping under the Del Rio, they call it an international bridge, with shelters made of sticks and blankets, they say. That's according to the Texas Tribune. And I look at this, and I go, what the heck's going on? All right. Now, at first, they all mocked Donald, saying, ah, you act like there's a crisis at the border. There's not. Ah, you build the wall. We're going to oppose it. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. <clears throat> and it was a big old attack, Donald, on every topic. Now, don't mention the reality check that Democrats were wanting to build border walls as well. All right? But when Donald Trump wanted to, then it became a, we got to be against Donald on everything mode, Right? Now, ladies and gentlemen, now Joe Biden's starting to get a little bit of reality check here. But here's what I don't understand. A video from Fox shows these migrants, mostly Haitian, camping under a bridge. And they've got makeshift shelters. Now, wasn't it not too long ago when Donald Trump was attacked because he had them in these, quote, they called them cages at the time, but they weren't really They were just little spots where they could put the migrants while they awaited processing or immigrants or illegals while they're waiting the processing. And they attacked Donald relentlessly. Right? I don't know why, but they did. They literally attacked Donald Trump relentlessly saying, how dare you split up families? How dare you put these kids in harm's way in troubled situations? 
How dare you put them in cages? I mean, it was on and on, and whatever, right? I mean, it was out of control by these people, right? Um, amazingly enough, though, how come now when these people are under a bridge, so they're outdoors, they're under a bridge, no sanitary conditions whatsoever, no water, no food, no sewage, no, okay, and now they're not really attacking Joe Biden over this at all. Okay, we were talking about people in these, quote, cages of these places. Those conditions were way better, even though they weren't great. Don't get me wrong. Those conditions were way better than living under a bridge. And we were only talking about a few thousand then. Now we're talking about 15,000 literally under a bridge because they have no place to go. Right? We got it all on video, too. So you look at that, and it is just shocking the difference in the way the dishonest mainstream media treats the situations. So Donald had everybody in cages, poor kids, separated from their family, etc. Now these guys are under a bridge, and the media doesn't say anything about it. At least Fox had the guts to document it. And the Texas Tribune. At least they documented it, right? And that's good. That's necessary. But I look at this thing, and I go, what a difference. Now, here's the other interesting thing. Joe Biden said these people uh, need to come and they need to stay in America. But ladies and gentlemen, now Joe Biden is deporting them. Just like Trump. Because Joe Biden sees that trying to assimilate all these illegal aliens is not possible. It's too much. It's too fast. It's overwhelming our system. It's not doable. That's really important to understand. So Joe Biden literally getting a reality check on the border, whether he likes it or not. Now, in the beginning, the border was a crisis. People brought it up. Donald said, no, it's not really a problem at all. Come on. No big deal. The mainstream press backed Joe Biden in that, saying, ah, no big deal, don't worry about it. And they covered up border discussions. But again, like I told you the truth, if we keep talking about the truth, the truth will come out. And you're seeing that now. You're seeing that this very second. Hold on just a second. All right. All right. I'll be adjusting things here in just a minute. Can you hear me fine? Can you hear me fine? Okay, good. All right. So I'm finishing my radio show, ladies and gentlemen. I'll adjust my camera here on the 10-second break, and I'll be ready to rock and roll for sure. So anyway, I digress. Except for this border crisis, ladies and gentlemen, is serious. And the mainstream press covered up Joe, protected Joe, Acted like there was no crisis at the border. But now you literally have, what is it, 26 states? I'll have to get the exact number here. But 26 state governors are suing Joe Biden over the border crisis. The border crisis is beyond imagination. It is absolutely out of control crazy. And now we find that there's a bunch of people 
15,000 illegals under a bridge. And we got video of it. And so they attacked Joe, just re- or they're protecting Joe beyond imagination. When 26 governors sue the federal government or the general government, when uh, people are under a bridge, that's way worse than the illegals were treated when uh, Donald Trump was in power. Donald Trump made deals with the Mexican government and other governments saying, hey, you cannot let these people cross your country into ours. You cannot let these people cross the border. He did his very best to stem the flow. Joe Biden has kind of mocked Donald Trump. He's increased the come on in, baby, take your coat off, come on in. Uh, And now it's backfiring. And Joe's in serious trouble over this border. You've got sheriffs across the country up in arms over this going, you know what? We cannot handle this. This is out of control. We have dead bodies out in the wilderness everywhere. We have problem after problem. And the sheriffs are documenting this reality. They're going to their governors. The governors are trying to go to the border uh, patrol and to immigration and custom, whatever. And, and they're, they're, they're basically running against a freight train. The Biden administration just ignoring everything. Now, Joe even tried to overturn some of Donald Trump's policies on this. And the courts ruled against Joe now. So Joe Biden taking a beating over his policies. The truth is coming out on this. It's good, good news. Not good news that you got 15,000 illegals under a bridge. But good news that even the mainstream press is not able to hold back the truth. Whether it be truths on vaccinations or truths on the border, we are winning the war. Okay, Liberty Roundtable Live, Loving Liberty Radio Networks. Brighty on TV, we're starting to have an impact that cannot be denied. Our audiences are growing. The mainstream press audience is shrinking. In fact, CNN might literally melt down as a company now that they don't have Trump to hate and to cover. Right? So we're winning. We're starting to make a huge difference. We're starting to really change the game in the media. More and more media services, radio, video, podcasts. I mean, I can go on and on and on of the benefits and the difference. But, man, we're calling a halt to their con game. We're jettisoning the false narrative and replacing it with telling the truth. And we still need more mojo, folks. We need your financial support. We need your love. We need your dedication. We need you to spread the word. We need you to share our tweets and our whatever we do, our Facebook posts and everything else. We need all that happening. Hey, Sheriff Mack, are you there? You ready to go? All right, we need their prayers, says Sheriff Richard Mack. The problem is we're working on a simulcast solution, and it's kind of a little bit of, a, a, of an adjustment while we do it, just so everybody understands. Uh, but we're going to be having Jesse Watts, the great sheriff, on next hour on Brighty on TV, and uh, it'll the audio will be simulcasted on your radio uh, to the best of our ability. Um, but it's great news, and Watts is really taking things on, too, saying we're not going along with Joe's mandates, Joe's edicts. So, see, when you get sheriffs across the country standing up, when you get governors across the country starting to stand up, when you get Americans across the country starting to stand up, pretty soon our sheer numbers will overwhelm their narrative to the point where it doesn't matter what the mainstream press says anymore. They just lose credibility every second. Every second they perpetuate the lie, like on the border. Or with the vaccines. Oh, the breakthroughs are very rare. Well, everybody they know who's had vaccination also has had corona, has had the COVID. So their lies are just being exposed everywhere. Their credibility is just being shredded. 
as we speak, ladies and gentlemen. So that's really good news. So I know things are rough. I know things are far from perfect. I get it. And I know uh, it's very easy to spiral down into, man, we're losing. You know, tyranny's just kicking our butts and it's over. I understand the tendency to be um, concerned about that and to feel that way. But I think we need to have a lot more faith than fear, a lot more confidence than hesitation, a lot more dedication than capitulation. We need to literally start to take this reality check to them and say, listen, your lies in the media are enough. We're turning your channels off. CNN, whatever, Fox, all your mainstream, you're gone. You're done. Brighty on TV is where it's at. Liberty Roundtable Live, libertyroundtable.com is where it's at. And, and really change the narrative. And if, Amer- if enough Americans start to make that happen, literally we can render the yesteryear press irrelevant. That's what we aim to do, ladies and gentlemen, because they're not honest. They don't tell the truth. They're all rich cats. They don't care what you and I believe or think or feel. They don't care about your God-given inalienable rights. All they want is socialism and communism. All they want to do is down everything that America stands for. Everything. All the way to the economic reality. And they want to force socialism, a universal basic income, or flat-out communism. They're all roads to the same tyrannical agenda. But they want to push that down your throats, folks. And they're using vaccines. They're using climate change. They're using the border leaking like a sieve. All these things culminating to overwhelm the system. It's Solinsky uh, on steroids. And they're doing it intentionally. Because, look, if you have one event that doesn't go our way, you can say, okay, it's a coincidence. It's an accident. It's a whatever. But, ladies and gentlemen, let's be clear. When you have um, everything... For years, since like the Federal Reserve's abuse in 1913 and its creation, they've been steadily marching towards their tyrannical agenda ever since. That is not an accident. There you have it. Hour one in the can. Hour two coming up with Brighteon, B-R-I-G-H-T-E-O-N dot TV. I'm Sam Bushman. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. God save the Republic of the United States of America. America.